Hello and welcome, Guardians. I am a non-pig, and with us this week, we have Handsome Dragon. Hey, how's it going? And that's been a while. It has it has been a while. <laughs> uh, it's it's been too long. We're very rusty at this, and we're we're also we also wanted to sort of mix things up, but we we don't know how with just you for the host. Well, just you and just me for the host. Mm-hmm. But we're not alone. We do have a guest, uh, Maxie May. How's it going? Hello, good. How are you guys? Doing Hot. great. <laughs> Immediately. <laughs> literally sat down and i'm already starting to sweat or sat down not like sat down like sat down from turning off my air conditioner to start this for people listening and i'm already like oh my god i regret doing this podcast <laughs> this is a mistake this, i've made a, i've made a huge mistake like hello darkness is playing it's it's it is not going good uh so i mean we we should have like get right into it. This week we're, yeah, cool. we're going to be well, talking. Well, Maxie, do you want to do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself first? Oh you know? my God, yes. Oh, I'm so rusty. I'm sorry. <laughs> so rude. Yeah. We're I'm out. Just I'm usually I'm there. usually a lot more pushy about getting the guests to like talk. Usually, he's very pushy. I am. <laughs> yeah, but uh, <laughs> and this week he just you... like steamrolls over the guests. Yeah, it's fine. Oh, yeah, like what man. do you do in the community? You know, where can people find um, you? So I am just a streamer. I am starting to do a lot more of like helping new guardians. Um, I started doing a thing where it, where um, a bunch of my friends and I are helping people like get their Age of Triumph codes, or if they've never like I have a friend who literally bought the game a month ago, and he was like, "I have no idea what I'm doing," and I'm like, "Oh God, okay, let me let me show you everything." Um, but I also run a non-for-profit organization called Guardians Give Back, and the idea with that is we do charity streams that can go anywhere from, like, 12 to 24-plus hours, and all of the funds that are raised go to a, um, specific charity. It's usually decided the week before what charity, and we get all the permissions and everything taken care of, but... Past that, I'm just kind of, like, existing in the community. I don't feel like I'm super big. I'm obviously not super big. I'm only a year two player, so I already get enough flack. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I've had my fights. But, um, yeah, that's pretty much what I do. But I'm on uh, Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat. It's all at MaxiMay, and it's M-A-X-I-I-E-M-A-E. Um I'm terrible at Snapchat, but I try to keep up on everything as much as I can. Um, and yeah, my Twitch is just Maxi May with one eye instead of two. So that's me. That's what I do. Awesome. That's one thing I love about the Destiny community in general. Is there's so many people that have made a name for themselves or you know had st- successful streams and been in the community purely from helping people. And like you don't see that in other mm-hmm. communities. If you go the, in the directory of Twitch... You know, you go to any other game, you don't see hundreds of people out there just offering their services to help other people. I think that's right. one of the best things about this community. You, you know, now, now that now that I'm sort of like getting back into the swing of this, um, I think Deej <laughs> tweeted it out like the other day. So I want to ask you and Dragon and everyone listening, tweet tweet at us at Destiny Lurecast because uh, I'm I'm actually this curious. 
when did you really feel like you are a part of this community? Like what, what, what caused that for you guys? Um, for me, it was when I joined or when I first joined, really, I guess it was my first clan. Like I've, I've been in a clan with my buddies since Halo two. Um, and that's the one I'm, I'm in right now, but, mm-hmm. uh, right a little bit before house of wolves came out, like my buddies kind of tailed off. They were, weren't as addicted to destiny as I was. And so I was constantly finding myself, you know, playing solo and not having groups to do raids with and stuff. So I was trying to look around and I stumbled upon Daz of destiny. And so I just picked some random group and joined in and like just the, the immediate acceptance of that clan, um, it was a dad's destiny uprising. Now they're uprising dads, but you know, as a dad, it's like kind of a unique experience as, as a gamer too. Cause sometimes you feel excluded and you know, my wife will tell me that, you know, video games are for kids, <laughs> things like that. And so <laughs> off, as an adult, as, as a dad, it's like, sometimes you're like, why am I like, do I really belong in this community of, of gamers or this video game? And then that really kind of opened my eyes. I was like, yeah, there's, you know, there's hundreds of us. We're all dads. We all have the, you know, we all family us. always, co- yeah, family always comes first, but we're still gamers at heart. And so it was, that was really when I kind of opened my eyes. I was like, all right, I'm part of this community now. Yeah. You know, it, it's funny that you say like your wife was sort of like uh, games for kids. Cause my ex, <laughs> my ex actually used and pretty much a reason why uh, she hated the fact <laughs> that not only she didn't mind that I played video games. Playing video games was fine because that's like watching TV. But when I'm like talking about people that I've never met before and I'm talking to them and when I'm on my phone getting notifications from people that she doesn't know and I mm-hmm. I know, I know who you are, but she's like, You don't know who they are. It's like, Yeah, they're <laughs> they're they're closer to me than you are <laughs> with do. some of your friends. Like, don't tell yeah, me I don't exactly. know who they are. Like, calm down. Um yeah, that's it's it's a really weird it's a really weird thing, and I think a big part of that is like everyone's grown up in some aspect of you you don't you don't talk about who you are online you don't you don't mm-hmm. you don't share your real name or any information and it's like how mm-hmm. society's just evolved around that and sort of the the scariness of the internet has really fallen away, and I think that's a good yeah. Thing. Yeah, I think I think it's a great thing at the yeah. same time, but also there's still like it's good to be cautious, but you don't yeah. have to be like Yeah, don't go posting internet, your the social security. A brand new toy. <laughs> right, like yeah. don't post your social security, don't give everybody your full name, but it's just like I don't know, it's like it's good to have walls, but mm-hmm. it's they they don't have to be as thick as they used mm-hmm. to be like I, from what I remember when I was growing up. Yeah. Well, I think a lot of it too is again, just this community, like this community is so welcoming. Like you can kind of let your guard down a little bit and just be welcomed in. And that's yeah. like some, so such an amazing thing. So, so what about you, Maxi? When yeah, did, when did I you still, uh, feel? Honestly, like I still haven't like had that moment, I guess. Um, I mean, I immediately, when I started like posting in the forums, like I'm still terrible at Reddit and I haven't posted there forever. <laughs> But I remember, like, posting in the forums and being, like, I'm a year two player and I'm just trying to, like, find my place in this community or whatnot. And that entire post was just, like, well, you, like, your opinion doesn't matter because you're a year two player. And I was, like, is this real? (laughs) Is this this real life? Like, people do this? (laughs) 
Yeah, this is still happening. I don't, I don't, uh, I don't want to add to that. But when you said that you're a year two player, I was like, oh, she's a year two player. Yeah, I don't, <laughs> I don't seem like a year two player, do I? <laughs> well, I mean, it's not that I, um... you don't seem or do seem. It's just like there is sort of like I don't want to say a stigma, but it is to sort of like oh, so you did, you didn't feel the pain. Like you, right, you know, like you, you, you never went to the Luke like cave. Thorn or like disturb the remains. Everybody mm-hmm. like understands these references, and I had to like look them up and like do my homework more or less. Mm-hmm. But like, I feel like once I started talking to more people in the community, um, like outside of like streamers, like my top three streamers are probably um, Watts, Ramez, and Mavshow, just because like mm-hmm. I've invested time into those communities. Mm-hmm. But it was, like, once people were, like, like, I started receiving messages. I think that was probably a solid moment where they were, like, are you? You're you're her, right? And I was, like, I'm who? <laughs> it was more, like, I guess. Like, yeah, I guess that's me. And they were, like, oh, can you help me? And I was, like, sure. And so it was because of, like, just so me running with my clan. <laughs> Yeah, it was just, like, talking with everybody, and then, like, I became known um, in my clan of, like, over 100 people. I was, like, known as, oh, she's, like, the raid whore, because all she does is raids. (laughs) And, like, that's it. And, like, King's Fall is my bread and butter, still to this day. I love that raid. But um, it was, like, once I started, just, like, I don't know, it's super... Like, it's a moment that, like, I haven't had, like, that epiphany feeling with it. Mm-hmm. But it's also, at the same time, like, it's happened and it's passed, but I don't know when it happened. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, my, mine was sort of similar uh, when it was just, like, sort of when, like, I got known. And because, like, mm-hmm. I, I was very act I was very active on the forums. And, like, I, I did everything from, like, shit posting to commenting and this <laughs> and that. And it wasn't really until I got right. into, like, lore and started to sort of, like, make a niche for myself. Uh, and then I, I'm just going through posts, and if I see a lore post or any type of post that looks like they're going to be talking about story or something, I'm going to jump on that post. And then I read the post, and I, I start reading through the comments to sort of, like, gauge the room. And I'm seeing, like, comments like, oh, we need to get a non-pig in here. And I'm like... Like, is there another like fucking me. Anon pig on these forums? Like, what the hell is going on <laughs> right. here? Like, like, who took my username? Yeah, yeah, and so, like, it just sort of, like, clicked, like, I don't want to say, like, people looked up to me, but people remembered that when it came to lore, I was sort of a guy that they can be, like, oh, he he, he, can, he can probably answer it. He can, he can probably mm-hmm. give an opinion on this, or he can explain this, or go into detail on that, and right, it it's sort of just like it scared me but also excited and encouraged me at the same time because i was like Mm -hmm. when i started to get into it i was like okay well i guess i gotta know my shit like i i'm not gonna just like pretend to and then this like one day after like a month of being like a lore guy someone goes hey actually i just read all that and you're wrong and i'm like oh no i got caught in the lie (laughs) So, like, I, I really, like, read the grimoire and obsessed over the grimoire, and goddamn, year one, like I said, you were not there for the pain because uh, Vanilla Destiny had, like, a bleeding wound, and the Dark Below was a band-aid when we needed stitches, so 
<laughs> it was it was bad. That and, was the best description I think I've ever heard for the yeah. DLCs of my life, though. Yeah, and like I loved them. I did. I I loved them, mm-hmm. but because it was sort of like it was an emergency action. Vanilla Vanilla dropped, and we got this like this large uh, cut in our arm, and it's like okay, well we obviously need to go to the hospital and get stitches. Here's a band-aid for now. Right. You know, we're we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna stitches. figure something out, but we need to at least like impede the ble- the bleeding a little bit. We need something there, and at least a band-aid can, you know, hold it closed a little bit. It's an option. It's not the best option, but it's an option. And that's how I look at it now. But goddamn, <laughs> I don't want to go back to those days. <laughs> Oh no. man, it's funny you say that because like I'm I'm considered a year two player because that's when I started playing like dedicated. Mm-hmm. Um, but when Destiny first dropped, I played for a week and a half on my ex's console, and I was like, "What is this game?" Because he would not shut up about it. And I was like, "Oh my god, just like I'll get it for you for Christmas, but you have to shut up." And then we can sit and play it. And we played it, like, for a week and a half straight, and it was amazing. Like, I still have memories of walking into the tower and looking at the Traveler for the first time. <laughs> and then when I bought Taken King, I, you know, I built my own path from that point. But I was like, this is super flashbacky. Like, mm-hmm. it feels like nothing has changed in this game. And then I was like, I don't know if I just wasted, like, $400 on the console and the game. But... um I had, um, I just started, like, I was like, this is super, this is kind of weird. Like, this is nice because I'm, like, building my own path with my own guardian. But I was like, once I started playing, like, DLCs and once I got through the Taken King, I was like, this is the greatest game that has ever been created. Mm-hmm. And I, I would, would not, fight I would anybody who says far. otherwise. I would not. I love I mean, this game. I do, but it is not that good. And you want to? It's, I, it's I heard, the greatest game I heard, I've ever played. I heard some life. stats today. I heard some stats yeah. today. And I just want to plug these stats because one of my absolute favorite games, the game that was my first game, like my first game, not the first game I played because that was like Mario or Sonic, but my first game, right? Crash Bandicoot was the biggest pre-ordered game on PlayStation. I'm not sure if it's yeah, like this year or also in history. Also the biggest flop too. How so? <laughs> I cuz like that's my thing like Crash is my game, Crash is my baby. But I remember I was like super hyped for it and then I was talking with a friend who had bought it and he was like one it's a third party developer, it's no longer Naughty Dog doing it and I guess the camera angles are the biggest thing and, like, how you move it. And he, like, you know, people are like, oh, you just, like, forgot how hard it is or, like, you forgot how difficult the levels are. It's, like, different graphics, whatever. He's like, no, I went back and played it on my original PlayStation. This game is trash compared to the first, like, the actual, like, the original copy. And I was like, that's not good. Like, I don't want to throw $40 at that game anymore. (laughs) Yeah, I have the first two on my PS3. I think about playing that from time to time, but... Mm-hmm. Like it's hard because that that game, obviously a PlayStation One game, that game has not held up well. <laughs> but uh, you know, we are just we're just getting off into a huge <laughs> rabbit hole, and we do need to refocus. So <laughs> listeners, tweet at us please, because I at least I or just tweet at me, but you know, tweet at Destiny Lurkast, and I'm gonna read it. 
Uh, I want to know when you felt you you were a member of this community, and also, uh, just as a segue, you should come be a part of the Destiny Lorecast community on our tw- on our on our Discord. Uh, we'll we'll make sure to throw Discord links into the show notes yeah, from yeah. now on. So you should get in there and come talk lore with us. Uh, lore like this topic, Marasov. You know, that Awoken Ooh. Queen who people, for some reason, still think is dead. I don't know how. I don't know how. Don't She's know not how. dead. She's not no. dead. She's There's so no way. alive, and it's so upsetting that people think she's dead. <laughs> <It's>... <laughs> See, that's one of the things, though, is, like, unless you get in, unless you read the Grimoire card, like, you'd have no reason to think she was alive. Right. And there's a lot of people that don't read right. the Grimoire. Right, you'd have no, that's, like, that's, primary reason. That's, that's, Which I think, I think that's sad yeah. in itself, because the Grimoire is that's, that's what uh, written. Grimoire is everything. Yeah. Well, no, because it's not the Grimoire that suggests that she's alive. It's actually a uh, quest step that suggests that she's alive in the Taken King. And that's my yeah, point. There's a couple. Yeah, that's that's my point. There's actually more in the game that suggests that she's alive than out of the game. The grimoire. We're not gonna get into this. We need to start the topic. I'm <laughs> I'm so ready to like go on a fucking rant about why I'm still upset about that for Destiny Two, but we need to get started. <laughs> so yeah. uh, let's get started with the main topic. I'm just gonna read this and dive in here before we start diving into the grimoire talking about the cream some reactions and conversations what everyone thoughts on our character no i don't why, why did you write this i don't care about that first card <laughs> the queen the queen of the awoken is as much an enigma as the reef she rules it is said that she won her crown through ruthlessness and that she stands as master of the fallen house of wolves this is of course in the past in place of their defeated kill the city's rise spells an end to the reef's age of isolation the queen will surely look to this new era as an opportunity, and the city, in turn, must look to her. The reef-born awoken have spent long ages out on the edge of everything, and they may know secrets of terrible weight. The queen, most of all. Then let's read the maraid. Uh, I actually want to ask, is this the maraid? Yes. <laughs> okay. Yes. Because Baxter said that, and I was like, God fucking damn it. Like, <laughs> I was like, I'm mad that it never clicked, and I was like, holy shit. Right. Um, so the Maraid, the chronicle of Queen Marasov the Awoken, compiled by the Primarchs of the Reef Cryptarch- Cryptarchy. Cryptarchy. I think we get... What ten chapters of the uh, of the Mar- Maraid? No, we get mm. the tenth. We get the tenth section of the ninth chapter, and then the ten sections like, of the tenth chapter. It's like book, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Or it's like book seven, chapter ten, and then the book eight. Of well, the, no, it's it'd, it'd be book nine, chap, uh, book nine, abstract number whatever. Um, but we don't. We, mm-hmm. That doesn't matter. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. So that was the the Murray kind of goes through talks about some battles from uh the reef wars it's 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 just her history like Mm -hmm. everything she's done yeah uh since game of thrones is playing right now and everyone's freaking the fuck out about it it's that (laughs) book about the knights where it has all their deeds in it it's that Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. it's a solid comparison 
Yeah. And this is this is something else that I wish we like I hope in the future we get more books, you know, similar to like the books of sorrow where we have a portion of it. Mm-hmm. Like I want mm-hmm. more. I want like I want the first six chapters. I want if I don't know is book chapter nine or whatever is that the last one? I want I want the one that whatever is after that. I hope we get something like that in the future. And Tolan's yeah. journal. I second that. Well, uh, Maxie, why don't why don't you take this next section here? Okay. Okay. The beginning. Ghost fragment awoken to. I was nothingness. If I existed before, I existed as possibility, as potential stretched thin across the aether. And maybe there was a body that looked like my body, complete with a soul that could be confused for someone rather like me. What I am now was not yet real. And then I was born, and the universe was free to begin. Others were present at my birth. A great ceremony had just begun, because newborns are selfish beasts, I had assumed that I was the object of attention. I didn't notice the singing until the singers fell silent, and then she appeared. She was above me, ethereal and handsome and elegant. I assumed my face was like her face, and that odd idea gave me the strength enough to smile. Secrets, she said. Creation is built on secrets, and the encryptions that keep those secrets safe. I made my first sound. It meant nothing, but she understood it as a question. We are a beautiful creation, she said, and we must keep ourselves very safe. Ouch. Queen's Choice. Presented to Her Majesty Marasov by her loving subjects. So I, I kind of threw those in just to get it's you know, that first card kind of tells the story of the you know the birth of an, of an awoken. Um, mm-hmm. um, and then the, the second was the is just the, the flavored text for the Queen's Choice sidearm. But you know, for us, like as guardians, um, and then coming from Earth, you know, you have a different perspective of the queen than than what we see here. You know, we see her as this intimidating, ruthless, fierce queen who is you know very powerful, but she's very loved by her people. You know, they look at her as elegant, ethereal. Um, it's just a I like the the different like the contrast in perceptions from what we see versus what the awoken see. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's also I really like uh, just a bit about the awoken. I really like how um, like solips- uh, solipsistic it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I am now was not yet real, and then I was born, and the universe was free to begin. Like they are the the center. They they feel these that they are the center of everything, and it sort of explains mm-hmm. why they're so elitist. Uh, but I just right. want to ask, what do you think about this? Because others were present at my birth. A great ceremony has begun because newborns are selfish beasts. I assume blah 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 blah. But it as humans we don't know our birth you know mm-hmm. so there's essentially two possibilities this is a literally newborn awoken child and awoken have a perfect memory of their entire life or this is an awoken being created which shouldn't be possible or maybe it's immediately 
<laughs> like during maybe it's like immediately it's the collapse the awoken are being created marasov is the first awoken so she's just like all right i guess i'm the leader and then one by one the other awoken <laughs> are w- waking up so maybe it's like that like, there's a few possibilities yeah. here but it just sort of feels like awoken can still be created today mm-hmm. and, yeah it's an interesting yeah. thought either way this is, it's something to think about, something to remember, because you never know. It seems, <laughs> mm-hmm. it seems like Mara was in power before the Awoken existed mm-hmm. because of this card. And right. I am absolutely pushing a private agenda saying that, but <laughs> uh, Dragon, why don't, why don't you take us, take yeah, us to the next I'll one? I'll take a Ghost Fragment, The Reef 2, and our long-range communications, and a grief sigh. Mara, it is a miracle any of us are still alive. You will address her as Queen, Tekion Shuril cut in. Sorry, my apologies. Queen. The engineer ran a dirty hand through her matted hair. No, no long-range comms. No short-range comms either. Not that there'd be anyone on the listening end either from what I can see. My Queen. She added hastily as Shuril glared. Comms are no longer a priority, said Mara. Focus on resealing the holes and any other habitable vessels we have. Bring anything you can as close to Vesta as possible. The closer people are to me, the safer they are. The engineer nodded uncertainly. Yes, my queen. Mara nodded. You may go. The engineer bowed and left the room. As soon as the hatch closed behind her, Mara raised her hand. At once, the tycoons gathered around her. Shall we try again, my queen, said Sadia. Mara set off the... slid off her throne. Yes. The Tekkians' jewel-like augments flashed as they circled around her. Mara closed her eyes. A hum rose from the Tekkians, the notes fracturing into harmonies. As from the shadows, hundreds of tiny blue sparks burst to life before her. Then Mara inclined her head, and the sparks began to rush by as if she was plunging through them, each streak of blue burning a swath in her vision. As the last spark vanished, Mara saw darkness once again. A long, stretching, empty darkness, and then another cloud of sparks burst forth. These were smaller than the others. Their tiny flames guttering and flickering, and there were fewer of them too. But Mara inhaled, and the sparks rushed toward her, growing bigger as they flew. We should have stayed in the reef. Says there's one city left. A city beneath the traveler. At least we're not in the reef. The voices broke over Mara like a wave, and for a moment she spun in the currents. Now in the flames, shapes began to form. A crashed ship, a blue-skinned hand clasping a brown one, a half-built wall high above the treetops. You who betrayed us for Earth, Mara thought. It is I, your queen. I will grant you one chance to return, or you will not be welcome back. But the tide of voices never wavered. So, that's an interesting card. Mm-hmm. I remember I was looking for this card a while back. I don't remember if it was a conversation from one of our shows or um, a different chat, but someone had was asking about when Mara had kind of given that last call to the Earth, mm-hmm. uh, Earth, Earth Awoken mm-hmm. to come back one more, like one more chance to come back, or they're not well, welcome back. But. This this card was added in the House of Wolves, so it would make a lot of sense that this would be during the original Reef Wars. So mm-hmm. it's sort of like everything's going to shit. Uh, they're getting attacked and stuff like that, 
so some awoken are like okay well we're getting the hell out of here mm-hmm. and uh mm-hmm. that's why they're they're saying yeah the entire wolf fleet or the city they're they're going to the city so it would make sense to be around the time of twilight gap actually mm-hmm. yeah i could see that yeah it, it fits pretty well in that timeline Ooh, I, I like the uh, the imagery of um, when I mean, she's with the Techians and it's you know the the blue sparks and she's plunging through them and then mm-hmm. you know it's darkness and then like another wave it's like, like she's going to the depths of of this system pretty much and trying to seek out yeah it's it's there's like I have an awoken guardian he can't do any of this shit. Right, like what? This, what? The, <laughs> this is one of those cards that I wish, like I wish I, you could go back. And I know it's impossible and would take waste too much time of too much of Bungie's time going forward. But like, I wish we could get a cutscene of this card because yeah. I feel it would be so. I would just be an amazing, amazing imagery. It would tell a beautiful story. But I'm obviously, right. it's in the past. I'm alright <laughs> without getting a cutscene of this card. Yeah, because I, 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 mean, I feel like I'm it, okay it leaves it. more. It's sort of like. I'm really just on Game of Thrones. It's sort of like <laughs> when uh, <laughs> Ramsey captured Theon. You didn't know it was Theon in the book because they called him Reek. And there was already a right. Reek. So you're like, oh, it's just Reek. And then when they're like, oh, no, Reek is actually Ramsey. Ramsey rose, out of, rose to power after what he did capturing Theon. So now he made Theon Reek. And you're just like, holy fucking shit, what? So, like, that's sort of where this comes in. Without being shown who these people are, you get this possibility mm-hmm. of it being like, oh, my God, it was them this whole time? And you lose that when when you get that visual. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Unless they want to just go and do what American Gods is doing, but I'm not going to spoil that. <laughs> so... We're not going to touch that. <laughs> Uh, let's move on to the Vestian Outpost, Queen's Bay. Uh, the Vestian Outpost is sort of referenced in the other card. Uh, that's Vesta. That's where it is, which is uh, a very mm-hmm. large asteroid. Uh, looks like the Queen wants Guardians close, but not too close. Located on the reef's sunward side, the Vestian Outpost marks the flight path any Guardian must take to access the Queen's realm. Beyond, beyond it, lies the Vestine web where the heart of the reef built around the asteroid 4 Vesta and one of my favorite cards Ghost Fragment Fallen 4 so happy I landed on this one <laughs> uh, this yeah, I happened... think we've read it before but it's such a good card I was like we gotta, we gotta do it again well, I mean, it, fits. It, it, it very much fits <laughs> it for, this, uh, for this episode this happens long ago mm-hmm. but not too long to matter Sirius rules the asteroid belt Ceres is the white queen of this space. 400 million kilometers from the sun. Ceres is round. Round means power out here. Nothing else in the belt is big enough to crush itself into a sphere with its own gravity. Ceres has its own chemical stars. Shavings of salt and ice that glint in orbit like a crown. There are other lights. Newer stars. Newer crowns. Warship engines. Another queen is coming to conquer Ceres. But Ceres is full, full of warrens and shipyards and habitats, because Ceres is round and lucky as a servitor. 
because Ceres is full of the wolves. She wants to rule. Shark fierce ships gather in squadrons and tribes. God damn, that's a tongue twister. <laughs> Skiffs <laughs> catches and the Kell of Wolves has a fleet gathered here. The Kell of Wolves heard the call and summoned the House of Wolves to prepare for the great battle on Earth. The salvation of the Kell's people depends on their ability to shatter the city. It's a matter of survival. Now the wolf fleet turns to meet the queen. Sees the squadrons of skiffs wrapping themselves in stealth, cold and transparent, knifing out invisible and brave. See the catches like broad blades, the bright thoughts of a servitor guiding them to battle. See them turning, accelerating, waking up their jammers and their arc guns, all doomed. The Kell of Wolves will never make it to the Twilight Gap. The Kell of Wolves put all that strength in one place, and now the Queen of the Reef is coming to break it. Out here, coming out of the dark, are the Awoken. Not so great a fleet, is it? Little fighters scattered around like four-pointed thorns. Destroyers and frigates and salvaged hulls pulled out of the reef. And right at the front, at the spear tip, flies the queen. The wolf kell, practical, brave, tallies strength of metal and equipment. The Kel considers the chance that the Awoken have some secret weapon, something gleamed from the holes in the reef or whispered up by the witches, and sets that chance aside. The Kel thinks the House of Wolves can win decisively, so the Kel sends a challenge and a warning. I am Lord of Wolves, the Kel sends. You are an empty thing with two dead souls. This is my house. These are my terms. Surrender, and I will only take your ships. The Awoken fleet cuts their engines, drifts, wolf strikes elements, torpedo-armed skiffs hidden under jamming and camouflage find their firing solutions. The queen's ship broadcasts. I am noble too, she says, O lord of wolves. The Kel doesn't mind a little banter before the kill. It gives the wolf ships longer to draw the battle away from Ceres. The Kel replies, you have no line, you have no power. Captains and barons signal their readiness. Skolas and Pyrrhus and Erxus, Drevis, Picus, Perixus, all of them bound by, the fear, by fear and loyalty, all ready for lore, war. Starlight was my mother, the queen's ship whispers in eerie erratic radio bursts. Servitors begin to report a strange taste in the void, and my father was the dark. Here, at last, too late, the Kel begins to feel fear. Call on them, them. Call on them, then, the Kel sends one last mocking signal before death and ruin, and see what help they offer. So the queen calls as only she can. Every servitor in the catch hears it. Every captain and baron roars at their underlings as sensors go blind, as firing solutions falter, as reactors stutter and power systems hum in, with induction, stealth fails, space warps, the House of Wolves shouts in spikes of war code, maneuvers wild, maneuvers wild, fires blind. Behind the Queen's ship, the Harbingers awaken. <laughs> oh, love that card. Okay. So so powerful. Yeah, I think part of the reason I want you know I wanted a cinematic for that last card and then this one is just because the queen's character uh kristen potter who does the voice the voice acting like her 
like she nails it so perfectly and it's so powerful. So when I'm reading it, like I can just I see her voice in my mind and like I reading it as her and it just seems like this such a powerful moment that I wish I could see more. Like I think that's part of the the desire behind it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I will second that one because the with these past two cards, it's like. Like, we already know what kind of character she is just from when we have to go for in search for the Black Garden. But it's like, I want more of that. I want to see the queen, like, at her roots of what kind of power she holds. But I would just love to see the, um, like, cinematography that comes from scenes like that. I think it would be beautiful. Yeah. Even if they just gave me a 10-second clip of her saying, Starlight was my mother and my father was the dark, I'd be perfectly fine with that. Yeah, right. Happy, satisfied. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's all I want. Like that's that's probably one of the biggest uh biggest uh things to pull from that. Mm-hmm. Starlight was my mother and my father was the du- so, well, Starlight was my mother. Sir the queen whispers in erratic radio bursts. Servitors begin to report a strange taste in the void and my father was the dark. And then uh the next a couple paragraphs down so the queen calls as only she can every servitor in every catch hears it so only Mm -hmm. she can do this but every servitor is able to hear it Mm -hmm. it Mm -hmm. just seems it seems very specific that servitors and like we know that servitors are built in sort of monument of the traveler uh yeah they're built of the light, you know, they're built, they've used, they use void abilities. They can taste things within the void. It seems, it seems to be like, that's sort of what she's referring to. It's like, yeah, there's well, a even... power source that they can, they can sort of feel is being like called upon. Yeah. Well, even like the Kel says, mm-hmm. you know, he, he says, call on them, call yeah. on starlight, call on the dark then and see mm-hmm. what they offer. And then it says, and she calls as only she can. She calls dark. She calls starlight. Mm. <laughs> Whatever those are. I wouldn't just like that. Whatever uh, the harbingers are, really, because mm-hmm. that's that's a whole other yeah. thing. There, there's a, a little line there. You know, it says where it says servitors began to report a strange taste in the void. Um, there's from what I've researched and what I've read, the only other time that um, anything is mentioned about there being a taste in the void is in connection to Sabathun. So I've always found that interesting. Yeah, that fits pretty well with my agenda. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think we have the same agenda on this one. That was my agenda first. <laughs> like, I was like week two of Taken King. God fucking damn it. Marasava Sabathun. I was I was mad. Yeah. Whenever when did the first festival festival of the lost come out? Whenever that was. October. Yeah. We had a episode mm-hmm. on, on ghost stories and me and I think me and Drop Slash talked about it. But yeah, it was fun. All right. Um. Where did we leave off? Uh, prison on, uh, elders. Prison elders. Uh, Maxie, mm-hmm. would you like to take this big card here? <laughs> <laughs> Sure, why not? I love the Prison of Elders anyways. Awesome. Okay. Prison of Elders, The Reef. Didn't anyone tell you about the Prison of Elders? Weren't you on the strike team that killed the Archon Priest, the one who escaped? Okay, okay, I'll tell you the story about the Prison of Elders. 
The Awoken will tell you that a long time ago, the Queen conquered the House of Wolves. What they won't say, because they are very serious, important people, is that the House of Wolves did a lot uh, a lot of the job for them. After the Queen killed the Wolf Kell, the Fallen started competing for the throne. One of the first battles was called the Eos Clash, and I wasn't anywhere near it. Oops, but I'm pretty sure I'm not making this up. A fallen named Skolas wiped out one of his rivals in the Eos Clash and gave me a chance at the throne. Oh, whoops. Wiped out one of his rivals in the Eos Clash, but the battle cost him so much that he got to thinking, if the Reef killed my boss and gave me a chance at the throne, maybe I can use the Reef to kill my rivals too. Pretty good, right? When they told me I had to be a vanguard, I went to ask some fallen how I could get out of it, but they just told me to kill all my friends and then myself. Anyway, everyone involved in the Civil War was starting to play their rivals against each other, and the Awoken too. No one wanted to become so strong that they'd be a target. No one wanted to bleed their own forces dry, doing somebody else's dirty work. Cutthroat politics. And who's the best at cutthroat politics? That's right, Her Majesty, the Queen of the Reef. At the end of the wars, the queen had played her way into the strongest position, and she had a collection of fallen nobility and servitors she thought might be useful to her. Of course she thought so. She just used them against each other and won absolute control of the reef, the belt, and the house of wolves. She wasn't about just to toss away her own playing pieces. She kept them frozen in her prison, the prison of elders, and she gave keys to that prison to my buddy, Ferex, a fallen who had shown her loyalty. The Prison of Elders is a really curious thing. It holds creatures of enormous power, not just wolf nobility, all kinds of beasts. Beasts captured by corsair expeditions or lured in by the queen. And it holds them well. The queen can do things, she can do things I don't understand. There's a power behind her or in her that values that prison. But I hear there's been a few prison breaks. Some old Kel got the old House of Wolves back together. Now she started waking up her captives. Varix is inviting guardians out to the reef to do battle with them in an arena. Show valor, earn rewards. It's been their crucible. Maybe the queen wants her collection thinned out. Maybe the queen wants guardians in the reef to deter more unrest. Maybe the queen wants intelligence on how her prizes fight. Maybe she wants on intelligence on how we fight. Whatever happens, I want you to remember that she knows, more than anyone else I've met, how to set one foe against another. I love this card mm-hmm. so much. <laughs> it's just powerful. Mm-hmm. Like, something that I admire about Marasov, like, as a character, is just, like, she's one of those characters where you, like, look at her and you're like, oh, she, she, mm. I don't know if I want to get on her bad side, like, ever. Because she's just, she's an intimidating presence. Mm-hmm. But she's intimidating in all good ways until you get on mm-hmm. her bad side. Like, I, this card just, like, this was the first card that I read when I was, like, learning more about her. And I was like, this is really powerful. And I immediately, like, am, am a huge fan of her and, like, how she is built. But I, I love her so much. This This card is really powerful especially that last line Uh, i want you to remember that she knows more than anyone else i've met how to set one foe against another like Mm -hmm. it's Mm -hmm. such a powerful line absolutely 
Isn't there a quote somewhere with Cade where he mentions something about the queen? That's or am I this. remembering something else? That's literally Did this. I... Is that this? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this is why you don't That's step away. <laughs> well, I didn't know that that was written. I didn't know this was from Cade. I must have missed that. Yeah, because you stepped away. I did. I did. That's why you don't step away. Nature calls. Yeah, you shouldn't step away. <laughs> well, there's also there is another uh, quest step um, from Cade. I forgot to put in the notes, but it's, he says, "If you're wondering why Petra wasn't on the Queen's flagship." Well, I've always I always figured Her Majesty knew more than she was letting on. It's kind of this in the same vein. Hmm. Mhm. Yeah. So don't forget Petra. Although it was more of a pun, I it it was definitely a punishment. Uh, Pet when originally Petra came to the tower for mm-hmm. the Queen's Wrath event in Vanilla Destiny, uh, it was meant as a punishment for what she did at uh during the Reef Wars, uh, just really quick, she accidentally killed nine Guardians, I think it was. So, uh, yeah. But mm-hmm. it just seems sort of odd that uh, Mara would send her to the tower only as a punishment, you know? Like, I think it was a punishment to also gather, like, intel. Right. Uh, but so... Uh, Dragon, why don't you take the the next section there? Perfect. Uh, this is um, it's just the end of the Queen's Ransom mission. Uh, this is the last uh, mission in House of Wolves where you capture Skolas. Um, and it was just the end of the transcript, and it was from Marasov. Uh, it says, this is Marasov, Queen of the Awoken. Guardian, when you first came in search of the Black Guardian, I thought of you as just another mode of light, too far from its traveler. I see now that I was wrong. Accept my thanks and the promise of a fitting reward. Uh, and then you have the Grimoire card, Queen's Ransom. And a bellow erupts from the barred grate at her feet. Her bony fingers claw at the bars, their sharp points just inches from her toes. Prince Aldrin chuckles. At the edge of the room, the Techians circle, their implants glowing faintly blue in the shadows. He's been amusing since Petra bring him, bring him Varex and Jax, practically purring with glee, he say, Kell of Kells, over and over, and, such, and other such nonsense. Skolas bellows again. Varex strikes Skolas' grasping fingers with his staff. The queen's expression remains mild. She looks down her nose at the glowing eyes burning in the shadows beneath the grate. Skolas fail, falls abruptly silent, then a low, soft growl almost like a whine, echoes from the cell below. Varric's mechanical hands click as he snaps them together in surprise. What's he... begins Aldrin. Varric interrupts with a burst of guttural clicks directed at the grate. The queen does not react. What did he say? He says... Varric hisses under his breath. He makes no sense, my queen. He speaks of light snuffer, dark binder. The queen aims her eyes at Skolas. Her expression unchanged. I see. He will not say more. He does not need to. She turns toward the door. My queen, what of this one? Says Aldrin. He awaits your sentence. You would not sentence a rabid dog or a hive thrall or a bomb. The queen's justice is wasted on one such as as it. She paused. Varix. Yes, your grace? 
Skolas is yours. Let the children of light have their play with him. Ah, you are might and justice, my queen, my Kel. The Tekians gather at the door as the queen approaches it. Prince Aldrin holds it open with a small bow, and the queen touches his shoulders as she passes. Send a crow to Mercury, and another to our new friend in the tower. So that card I never knew existed until Swainstash showed it to me, and like he he mentioned it. And he... Uh, I'm sorry, I need to cut you off. Um, get the fuck off this podcast. Me? Yes, you. <laughs> Why? How fucking dare you not know this card existed? Because <laughs> I was, I don't know, I I didn't get into lore at all until Taken King. Like I was not like I didn't care at all until Kicking King, and I read the books of sorrow, and so that was when I read that. the impact of this card. Yeah, no, I had no idea until yeah. after Swain Stash <laughs> told me, <laughs> and he was like, yeah, he read the card, and he like, kind of, and he was like, so this is, you know, and he kind of meant, like this is the uh, foreshadowing the coming of Oryx, and I was like, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. it was just like my eyes, just like that. <laughs> it was one of the things I kind of like. I was like, okay, I got to go back and start reading like all the grimoire that I've missed pretty much from Vanilla and Dark Below and House of Wolves because at that point I'd really only did you know, dove into the Taken King lore. Like that was really when I started going into it. Okay, um, we're not. I'm not gonna get into <laughs> it. I'm not gonna get into it all right now <laughs> because you know, doing this episode, I really do think that we need to do another speculation episode on mm. on my agenda that I keep bringing up. But, so, really quick, Swain Stash was exactly right, uh, speaks, he says, he makes no sense, he speaks of light snuffer, dark binder, he will not say more, and then Mara says, he does not need to, and, and leaves. Mm-hmm. Like, I know who that is. She fucking knows what <laughs> yep. what he means Varix, who is very like fucking like i got my fingers and everything is like this guy's crazy he has no idea this guy's yeah. crazy he's lost his mind and mara's like light snuffer dark binder oh that's my brother i mean like <laughs> i mean oryx. i mean oryx whoever that guy is <laughs> and let's let's now see this immediately ties in the end of this card immediately ties into the card i'm about to read uh, mm-hmm. Send a crow to Mercury and another to our new friend in the tower. So, mm-hmm. Ghost so it's that line there. Like I've seen people question whether the card you're going to read is their characters. We're going to assume they are, and like, well, we don't know it's them. It's like, yeah, we don't Shut know for sure. They are. But it, it, it like <laughs> these cards go hand in hand. Like we only have one, we only know one person in Mercury, and the queen only has one friend in the tower. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll say exactly why after I read this card, the many reasons why it's her, the many reasons why it's her, but you don't have one. That's one of the reasons. The hunter came to a halt in front of the throne, raised her covered face. That's one of the reasons. Covered face <laughs> to meet the prince's gaze. No, she agreed. My next death will be my last. I know the feeling, the prince said dryly. <laughs> the queen kept her expression carefully distant. She sat reclined in her throne, legs crossed, surveying the two figures at the base of the steps. Beside her, where the, wol- where the wolves' guard used to stand, Techians, Shiro and Setia, hovered instead. Their jewel-like augments gently humming. 
to her right and just uh, to her right and just before stood the prince facing forward but his body half turned back toward her your grace said a man before her at the foot of the stairs his voice was soft but strong when he spoke the hunter started to turn her head toward him then flinched as if someone had shown a bright light into her eyes that's one of the reasons thank you <laughs> for your gracious welcome he said the queen inclined her head slightly before we begin spoke out the hunter i will say this she paused her head tilted up to the throne the queen waved her hand as in assent the hunter's pale lips tightened slightly <laughs> then resumed their usual story mean mine whatever story mean uh your grace she said shuro and setia shifted a sudden rustling and whispering the queen raised one finger to silence them Aldrin's eyes narrowed but he said nothing i am not here for you the queen stared at the hunter her expression studiously unchanged i have no wish to play politics i have no grievance with the city not anymore i have that's one of the reasons i have no <laughs> grand hopes to end the war for long have i known i will not see its end i am here for one battle and one alone because it is a battle we all must fight together or separately so i will warn the defenders together or separately i will do anything her low voice shook with passion to end oryx a silence rang out in the room the hunter kept her head raised her ambiguous gaze directed at the shadows in the throne where the queen reclined then a small smile curved the queen's lips well said she straightened and leaned slightly forward to the <laughs> room's light to let the room's light uh, fell on her face so let us end him so that's fucking Eris Morn. <laughs> yes, an, it is. There's another card. Yeah, it is. There's another card where Eris is talking to the queen, and uh, they make a comment how she had three glowing eyes, but Hunter, or you don't have one, talking about a hunter, the only hunter who doesn't have one, and next death will be her last, is Eris Morn. Mm-hmm. Covered mm-hmm. face, uh pale stony lips. like um perplexion or yeah, mood more. uh pale mm-hmm. lips and her agenda is entirely oriented with oryx and she was one of the main quest givers in the taken king like there's mm-hmm. no there's no argument mm-hmm. to say that it's anyone else there really isn't yeah well the uh, main the main opposition that i see is about the male figure and i've seen people oh, that say that saint it's 14. saint 14 yeah there's because no, his there's helmet no... was so bright or something. Mm-hmm. But it's, I think it's that's one of those. It's one of those really arguments. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those arguments where it's like, can you prove it's not Saint Fourteen? It's like, well, no, I can't prove it's not Saint Fourteen, but mm-hmm. I can, I can give right. evidence that it's <laughs> someone else. We have, yeah, exactly. There's a lot of evidence that directs that points towards it being Osiris. Whenever... There's a couple things that, sure. It, might be saint 14 but we don't really have anything that actually says that it is whenever a good thing a good way to go about this type of thing whenever you see this type of thing in lore and uh let's we'll use maxi as an example uh maxi (laughs) i'm assuming you can't see your bathroom from where you are right now right no okay so you you can't see your bathroom 
Is there an elephant in your bathtub? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you don't. I mean, I would hope not. <laughs> no, you you would. You you logically, no, there's not, because that does not make sense. How would right. how would an elephant fit in my bathtub? Elephants are big. Well, maybe it's a very tiny elephant. Can you prove to me without checking your bathroom that there is an elephant? That there isn't an elephant in your bathroom? It's like no, you fucking can't. Just like mm-hmm. I can't prove it's not Saint Fourteen. That's stupid. It's like, oh, you can't prove it, mm-hmm. so it must be true. Like that's not how it works. Yeah. Well, there's just so many different things. You know, yeah. a, a later thing we'll read is a, a record, a report from Eris to yeah. Osiris regarding was, the, the, the King's Fall event. It's I was, like, I was gonna let. Uh, they're all connected. I was just gonna <laughs> let us get to that as we went. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's. I, uh, I jumped ahead. Yeah. It's the next one. And you second. know, a little bit of Osiris lore <laughs> had how his his uh, flaming wings, his sun singer, uh, flaming mm-hmm. wings. He flew on mm-hmm. Mercury, and the the winds cooled him. The winds on Mercury, the planet that you can jump to the sun from, is cooling him. You know, he's clearly very imbued with light, whereas Eris is the closest thing to the darkness that's allowed <laughs> in the tower. Yeah. So mm-hmm. right. It makes a lot of sense, but there is there is a there is I'm not saying there isn't arguments for Saint Fourteen. It's just they're much less likely, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Agreed. I mean, I just do yeah, this for a passion. Yep. So, <laughs> yeah, yep. I was I was gonna read the uh, the coming award transcript next, but I think it'd be better if we just played the the audio. Yeah. So uh, I think Max, it sounds a lot better. Or am I up? Who's up? I think I'm up. Did you? Who just read? You just read. No, you did. You did. No, you just read. Remember, because you were proving the you're proving oh. Eris Morin's identity the entire time. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so now this is the. Uh, this is what I was. I was just referencing. Oh, here, here, the, uh, here. Uh, that means Maxie's up. Maxie, why don't why don't you take this? All right, go, go Just because I don't want Dragon to have yeah, the satisfaction. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, so the fall. The coming war. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> God damn. It. Sorry. Skip the coming war and just we're gonna we're gonna get the audio for that. So read uh the road to, to King's Fall. the road to King's Fall. Yeah. yeah let's start. Oh there. yes. Yeah. Okay. The road to King's Fall. We've confirmed it among our number with the hidden. I have asked Icor's warlocks to reach out, and they sense nothing. The orb is quiet. On the moon, his shrine is dark and cold. It is true. The Taken King is dead. The Hive's dark god and his foul son have been purged from the universe. She was right, scholar. Queen Mara was right. It is all down to the Guardians now. Let us hope they are up to the tasks ahead of them. Eris Morn, an undisclosed report to Osiris. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that right there just seals the whole thread of the, the three of them being in that meeting together, planning on how to take down yeah. Oryx, and now they're like, Queen Mara was right. <laughs> and then, you know, go on, keep, keep going, you got more there. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Telesto. Uh, vestiges of the Queen's Harbingers yet linger among Saturn's moon moons. Oh my god, there's so many numbers. <laughs> I feel like I'm back at work. Public you don't keys. have to say all that if you, you don't can want to. Okay, you can thank skip you. the numbers. Uh, subject Public SNR keys. report Saturn 8. So assuming Saturn's 8th moon. 
Yeah, I mean, that would make sense. Yeah. So let's go from okay. there. Uh, subject SNR report Saturn 8. Expanded search of Saturn's nearby moons produced only one notable discovery. A cloud of harbinger matter collected around Saturn's 13th moon uh, designation Telesto. A sample is enclosed for your examination. Still no primary, still no sign of primary objectives. Continued survey of the remaining 100,000 uh, kilometers cubed of space is underway. But as an armada paladin of the Awoken, it is my duty to officially recommend declaration uh, death of the following. Paladin Yasmin Eld. Paladin Leona Brill. Paladin Abra Zyre. Paladin Pavel Nolg. Tekian Shuro. Tekian Sadea. Tekian Kali. And the Awoken Queen Marasov. Note that as Ag's Note that as acting regent commander, it is not your duty to actually declare these deaths at this time. Message ends. <clears throat> okay, should I keep going or shall I stop? Yeah, let's take that last quest. You know, go to the, okay. go to the double break. Okay. Uh, as soon as my mouse works. There we go. Okay, so <laughs> <laughs> my mouse keeps jumping. I'm sorry. Okay, scour the dreadnought quest. I refuse to consider the notion that the Queen Mara is dead. In my mind, in my heart, I know she's gone, but what you believe and what you see as truth do not have to be the same thing. And so in whatever way I can, I will keep hope alive. Stupid though it might be. Petrovenge, personal files. Talk to Petra. Quest. Oh, no, no. <laughs> the double break. We went through this. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm also good. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, I actually really, I wanted to stop to talk about uh, the Telesto card. So the Telesto card was a letter from Paladin Kamala Rior, or Kamala Rior, sent to Petrovenge, who became the acting regent, uh, just to clarify. So she's listing all the deaths in this this card. It's Yasmin Eld, uh, Leona Brill, Abrazire... Pavel Nolg, Shuro, Setia, Kali, and even Mara Sob. But then it goes, note, as acting regent commander, it is not your duty to actually declare these deaths at this time. So it's just weird to sort of say, like, hey, these people are dead. But well, don't, it says, don't tell He people. says it's his duty to officially recommend declaration of death. Never actually says that they're, if they've been found or they've been declared dead. Uh... You know, he mm-hmm. says, you know, oh, the yeah, only, yeah. the only thing they've really discovered, he says, is the cloud of harbinger matter. They haven't really found anything. He's yeah. saying, it's my, it's my official duty to recommend declaration of death, but you, you, it's not your duty to declare them. Hmm. Right. All right. I was, I thought I was reading that in a different way. Well, then, I think uh, it's. I think it just points to, they really like they. You know, every name there. Like, you know, we know the name, the y- Yasmin, from the the raid. We get it on the sniper, but mm-hmm. all the other names, like we don't hear of it from them or see anything from them after that attack. And so, they no one can find them. No one really knows what happened to them. Yeah. Well. uh... I'll take these last two. Yeah, sounds good. Sweet. So, uh, talk to Petra. It's a quest. 
Uh, I leave this in our usual location, knowing these files have not been touched since that day. I doubt this will be of assistance. But just in case, please, Mara, reach out. Contact Petra. Contact me, if you can. Audio file, Royal Data Vault, timestamp four days after the battle at Saturn. Uh, Grimoire card, The Aftermath. The sound of her voice ripped him from sleep. He jumped up. His ship was still contained in its protective sphere. He tried to retract the shield, but it was locked to its initiation time. He couldn't remember activating it. Then he remembered the battle, that blast. What that ship fired was ancient, not bound to anything the origin libraries even sought to describe. He tried to calm down. He thought of her, searching for her pole. He couldn't find it, but he was not calm. She always told him she would always be there behind the calm. All he could hear were echoes of that sound. It began as though as soon as they hit the ring plane, ringing in the old glimmer of his long-buried self, before she showed him who he was, in the before and the after. The Tatians should have known what the Dreadnought could, could do, must have known. Did they not feel what he felt, hear what he heard, and that damn catch that wasn't protected? They had to know that. All to deploy the Harbingers. They barely got a foothold before the weapon was fired. He thought of Petra and how overwhelmed she must be, forced to be forced to hold her post and watch her people perish. He tried to calm himself again, forcing long breaths. He realized where he was. Mars, Athabasca, the Candor Isles. He hadn't been here in so long, not since he found the Black Garden. The countdown to the shield's deactivation pulsed. He tried again to home in on her, to find if she truly gave herself to this battle. He felt close to something, a hum of starlight. Then shield deactivation broke his focus. He climbed out and saw the damage to his ship, and the truths of the Armada's devastation sunk in. He turned in despair to find hundreds of his crows, of his crow drones, deployed on Mars long ago, circling his ship, waiting. Welcome back, Master, the one closest to him spoke first, and the others followed. A wave of salutations echoed throughout the dry sea, and with that, hope returned. Begin repairs on the ship immediately. Something has gone missing, and you will help me find it. Sort of the uh, the closest thing in the grimoire to suggesting that Mara isn't dead, because everything else come mm-hmm. does come from uh, like in game stuff, right? Yeah, definitely the closest thing. And there's a lot of interesting things in that card as well that just you know mentions the the origin libraries, which is something hmm. we've never heard of before, yeah. and um, how. Aldrin actually discovered the Black Garden, and there's all that there's all mm-hmm. that type of stuff. It is, it is a pretty interesting card. Yeah, and he even mm-hmm. talks a little bit about his, you know, it kind of seems like his beginnings a little bit. Um, he mentions like ringing in the old glimmer of his long buried self before she showed him who he was mm-hmm. in the before and the after. So it's, you know, it's one of those sentences that doesn't really make a lot of sense, and it just like brings in more questions than you had, but it's still. Has, it's a very interesting statement. I like, I like that. Yeah, right here. Ringing in. Begin as soon as they hit the ring plane. Ringing in the old glimmer of his long buried self before she showed him. 
What the fuck does that mean? Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Uh. (laughs) Yeah, there's a couple parts where he kind of, he feels something or he feels her. In the beginning, it says the sound of her voice ripped him from sleep. So So he was dreaming of her or something. That just sort of says like entirely, hey, they're not actually brother or sister. Mm -hmm. Like they're something different, you know, it's just they're sort of pushing that identity for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a very interesting statement. Yeah. Mm All right. Interesting statement. Uh, that's a pretty good yeah. good way to end this episode, yeah. I think. Yeah, I did want to say, like, I mm-hmm. think you know, one of the cards you read earlier, uh, Anon, about about the reef, mm-hmm. um, about you know how she was keeping one of those close but not too close. Um, I think that, in a way, and I think Luke kind of touched on a little bit about the possibility of a future um, DLC or game or whatever about the reef, but. We, what we've seen in the reef, the Vestian outpost, is it's like saying that being on the tower for Earth. Like there's so much more out there that we have no idea. Right. We haven't seen, we haven't experienced. So it's like, you know, if you think you've been to the reef, like, no, you've been to the tower. You haven't seen anything yet. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm, I'm hoping there's they dive into that a little bit more. Mm-hmm. I, I got what you mean. Well, then, uh, Thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoyed this episode of the Lorecast. Until next week, you can find us on Twitter at Destiny Lorecast. Please remember to uh, tweet at us when you felt you were a part of the community, because I, I want to hear it. Uh, when we'd love to hear from you, so please give us your thoughts and your theories. If you'd like to help us grow, leave us a review on iTunes or wherever um, wherever you're listening, because I'm pretty sure they all have a commenting section. Uh, we we just got one. What was it from Norway? Because we do mm-hmm. we do we get these like we get these like monthly an email of every every comment from everything that is from us. Uh, we love reading them. You know we love seeing what people think. Uh, we're 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 gonna be trying some new things, uh, going some new directions hopefully. And we want to know if you like it, if you don't like it, what you think we should do. You know we we want that feedback. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, Maxie May, you're the guest. You know where where can people find you again? Uh, people can find me. Everybody can find me on uh, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat. It's all at Maxie May. It's M A X I I E M A E. And then my Twitch is Twitch.tv/MaxieMay with one I instead of two. Was the two eyes taken? <laughs> No, um, the person who has the Maxi May Twitter, Maxi May is my PSN, mm-hmm. and she's had that Twitter forever, and she has like five followers, and I'm still trying to get that Twitter, and so I had to switch oh. all of my other social medias into two eyes, and I was like, I'm not switching my Twitch because I don't want my subs to start over for one stupid eye. Like, <laughs> but they they wouldn't start over. They have that new option, don't they? I think you can change uh, it now. When... Yeah, yeah you can change future, it now, but... but I haven't. Yeah, I haven't bothered because it means I also have to change like my business cards. Yeah. And that's but... expensive. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look at you being fancy. We just have stickers. 
It's like, here, go. Sorry. Hey, you're like, you know how much I want stickers, though? You're just like, here, put this in your wallet and, like, think of me for, like, business prospects. And we're like, here, go slap this on a bathroom wall. Like, what the hell? (laughs) Dragon. I want stickers, though. Yeah. Stickers are neat. Dragon, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Twitch. It's at Handsome Dragon, and the O's are zeros. I do sometimes when my your Elgato game bro. capture you stream. If if I wrap the USB cord around it, it like holds it in place so that it I, it can go on. I just have to stop working so much so like I can stream. He doesn't stream. <laughs> I try to stream. It's been a while though. You know, it's, I don't it's, have a schedule or anything. It's weird because this is actually going to be out after the beta, which sort yeah. of sucks. Um, I, I plan on streaming the beta as much as... If yeah. I'm playing, I'll be streaming. Pretty much the same here. Yeah. Uh, I'll be in that boat too. Hmm. Well, then you can find me on my Twitter, uh, you know, at Anonpig, A-N-O-N-P-I-G. And you can also, because I made that investment, I, I got an Elgato. <laughs> I already had a webcam... I already have this mic, you know, I got all that stuff, but, uh, I got that Elgato, I'm getting a new desk, I'm getting a scissor boom mic stand, all nice. that fancy stuff, because it's cheap, you know, thrift stores I got backlighting awesome. on my monitors, it looks pretty sick. Backlighting <laughs> on your monitors? So, like, you can I see guess. them in the dark, or are you, are you misusing the word? <laughs> no, it's, it's like... They're just like little LED lights. You stick them on the back of your monitor, and so it like okay, goes see, on the wall. You're you're misusing words. Then all right, I just wanted to make sure. It's backlighting on my monitors. No, I don't know what it's not. Else. It's not. <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> it's wrong. But you can find me on my Twitch, uh, Twitch.tv/anonpig, and uh, based on the time that you'll be hearing this, I will have all my little panels set up. I hope, and maybe even the banner. And I'm going to try to look professional. But uh, one thing I'm going to try to do is figure out like a nighttime setup that I can get get my face seen without having my light on. And uh, Wednesday nights at 11 p.m. I'm going to be streaming Until Dawn and Outlast and all the games that are going to make me cry. Uh, that seems like fun, right? Sounds fun. Yeah, I think so. Seems fun. <laughs> All right. Well, have a good one, Guardians. Yeah, thanks for joining us, Maxi May. It was good talking. Yeah, it was super fun. It was a good discussion. Yeah. Thank you for having me. And if, Enjoy if, it. If, uh, if anyone actually watches my stream and likes it, you do have her to thank. Or if you don't like it, you do have her to blame. Because <laughs> I, I could not figure <laughs> out how to get that Elgato working, and she, she came in and helped me out. So, thank you for helping me out. Thank you for You're coming welcome. on. I'm getting very tired as I I, I forgot this, this this is like the tradition with the this podcast. Like we get to the end and I get like super tired and then I just start it just to swear. rambles on. Yeah, I ramble and I <laughs> rambles swear. And swears every other word. Yeah. <laughs> We're the longest outros <sighs> in podcasting history. Yeah, we just need to do that cut that <laughs> thing where we just cut. Because that'll just make it so much. We easier. need we need to just be like it's like Andrew, cut that out. Yeah, we need we need an Andrew. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> we need an Andrew. <laughs> uh, all right. Have a good one, everyone. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>